Hey folks, welcome to the first episode of the Ryan Fuhrer Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Fuhrer, <laughs> RFP. I told you it was coming, it's here. So um, with that, this is just a very brief episode. I wanted to just let you know what you can expect uh, in future episodes. So I was joined by Jason Crichton in this episode. Jason is a fellow podcaster. He comes from the Conservation Unfiltered podcast where Jason and I just sat down and basically went over what he could expect as a listener to the Ryan Fuhrer podcast. Uh, we tried to cover all the bases, but also we left some things out there. And as with anything else in life, I'm sure it's going to change as we move forward. But a wise man once told me that you don't have to be great to start, but you definitely have to start to be great. So I'm certainly going to stick with that, uh, especially on the podcast realm here. So if you will, listen to the podcast. If you want, uh, find me on social media. Leave me some questions and comments. Uh, we're going to check that periodically and hopefully make adjustments as we move forward. So enjoy the show. Thanks. We're live. We're live. <laughs> so uh, Ryan Fur. Fjord. Yes. Fjord. Yes. Fjord. Fancy. The it, fancy. It is. Uh, man, you want to talk about a name that's been butchered my whole life. It's Fur. I've been called everything. Fur. Uh, <laughs> but so it's Fjord, F-U-R-R-E-R, but used to be spelled F-U-H-R-E-R. So German, um, and my grandfather fought in World War II. It's kind of a cool story. It has nothing to do with our podcast. But um, when he came back from the war, he changed his name because he couldn't get a job mm. uh, because F-U-H-R-E-R is associated with Hitler. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think it means Hitler, and I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it means leader. German, something that, like that. Yep. yep. Uh, so, you know, so anyway, he changed it. So there's part of our family that have the F-U-H-R-E-R. -E they changed it back years ago, and we never have. So we're still F-U-R-R-E-R, -E which fur. <laughs> I, I love hearing stories like that. Um, you know, just w with my last name, Creighton, uh, I actually live right across the river from a town called Creighton. Oh. But they're spelled. So they think you own the town? Well, they're spelled differently. So, okay. like, every time I say my name, they want to put an E in there, but there's no E in there. Oh. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just, it's interesting uh, as former immigrants, you know, immigrant families changing names. And in your case, you know, so, so grandpa can get a job after the war, that, yeah. that, makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, kind of crazy how uh, that works out. Yeah. So, y you're starting a new podcast. I want to I talk about that. What, what is the name of this podcast going to be? <laughs> That's another funny one, man. Um, I wanted to be like really cool and savvy and come up with like the ultimate name, and um, that didn't work out. So I ended up with the Ryan Fewer podcast. Nice. Yeah. So I'm not cool and savvy at big, all. Big picture of your face <laughs> yeah. for the podcast start. I've not got that far yet, <laughs> um, but it most likely will be something like a stick figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, you know, the, the simple term, keep it simple or whatever, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. That's more, yeah, the more effort I put in stuff, the less likely it is to happen. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, like with mine, the original artwork that I did, I spent hours making this picture that I took in Montana, like look real good with yeah. the text and everything, and then uh, posted the first episode and that wee little box on your phone that shows up with the artwork. It was like, you can't even read it. You right. Know? And uh, I ended up just having a high school graphic design student was like, here, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Do whatever you think would look good. It was like, took her, I think, 20 minutes. Yeah, you need to send that person <laughs> my way. Um, I've been, my whole life, I've been so envious of those types of people that, like, just can put 
stuff on paper, like an image on paper or a thought on paper, and there it is. Like people who write music. I yeah. could, you would literally could hold me hostage and tell me the only way you can get out of here is if you write song lyrics. And I would say, well, I guess I'll be here for the rest of yeah. my life because I cannot do that stuff. I, I'm just not like that. I wish I had a creative mind. Uh, I, d- I feel like I do in some aspects, but as far as anything truly creative, no, I, I, I got nothing going for me. Yeah, that's how I have nothing like that. I didn't even know it was called a creative mind. That's how bad I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what is, uh, I mean, we've been talking for well, like probably an hour now just before we started recording, and, and you got ideas and thoughts just going crazy yeah, out yeah. of your mind i mean what what are we what are we talking about on this podcast of yours uh man that's the thing so everybody tells me you should you know focus on one thing and i've never been good at that so um my podcast is probably going to focus on more than one thing in the beginning at least until we kind of narrow it down but <coughs> at the end of the day you know i think i told you this before uh, i'm full of useless information as my mother used to say when i was growing up so and i like to talk so it's like, why not? Let's just talk about a lot of useless information. But I'm kind of joking. Focused around you know, anybody that knows me uh, and knows some of my past, it's been all things outdoors. So we're going to do a lot of stuff, all things outdoors, hunting, fishing. Uh, probably the biggest thing for me is the hunter recruitment or uh, the decline in hunter numbers. It's very important to me. Being from Pennsylvania, you're from Pennsylvania as well, knowing that uh, in the last – 10 years, we've lost 30% of license sales. Um, and it's not from a business perspective you looked at, although you can look at it that way because there's a lot of downside from a business perspective. But to me, having young children, seeing other young children, not being able to grow up the way I did is really important to me. Um, the hunting and the outdoors, uh, I guess, was like just my space. My, you know, It was just a really neat thing for me to be able to enjoy that and I feel that a lot of today's and I won't even say youth a lot of people today are missing out on that um, and it's just something that again my non-creative mind can't explain uh, how important that was to me growing up or even as an adult and I think some other people should be able to enjoy that so I've, I've been afforded a pretty cool life because of having that background or that history and just have rolled that into you know jobs careers however you want to look at it from the archery side to i owned a pro shop for 10 years <coughs> uh working for qdma for 10 years um you know i just kind of want other people to be able to enjoy that so the hunter recruitment is going to be a big focus of mine uh it's going to be a lot of discussion on the challenges of bringing new people to our sport, and it's not just necessarily kids, but as we talked earlier, uh, first-time adult onset hunters, you know, the mid-40-somethings that are sitting behind a a desk somewhere that have never hunted. And, you know, maybe they want to. You know, we talked. It's an intimidating thing to to just pick up on your own, especially as a mid-40-something, like, and call one of your buddies, like, hey, you want to take me hunting this week? You know, like, Guys are egotistical, you know, they're not going to do that. You know, they're not going to ask for help, right? But if you offer help, most of the time they'll take it. So talking about those challenges, along with kids, I have three kids, uh, a 13-year-old and three-year-old twins, and the challenges 
of raising kids today and trying to get them involved in the outdoors and keep them involved in the outdoors uh, with all the other things that are going on in kids' lives, you know. So that presents a lot of challenges. Um, that's going to be an o- another big focus. But at the same time, keeping it fun. Um, I have some really cool guests lined up, uh, just everyday average Joes, mom and dads that, you know, struggle with the same things that I'm talking about, keeping their kids involved in the outdoors. My 13-year-old, um, he's not a big hunter. He's just not uh, at this point in his life. Maybe he will be, maybe not. I mean, he hunts some, certainly not like me, right? So I kind of wonder, where did I go wrong? <laughs> you know, what did <laughs> I do? You know, no, I mean, honestly, I, t- I told him one time because he said something to me that was pretty, it, it hit pretty hard. He said, Dad, you know, I'm just not like you when it comes to hunting. And uh, I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. And, you know, he followed up with, like, I don't want you to be disappointed in me. And then I was like, wow, he thinks I'm disappointed, you mm-hmm. know. So what am I what am I doing here? <coughs> and it's almost like, look, uh, uh, you know, I'm almost happy you're not like me because. <laughs> <laughs> w- my dad know. tells me all the time, I, I want you to be better yeah, th- yeah. Than me. yeah. So, so I, I certainly want to support that. He, you don't have to be, but you have to also understand it. Um, so I know that there are a lot of friends of mine. Just in the a little bit of research I've done, you know, a lot of people struggle with that in today's day and age on trying to be true to yourself and raise your kids the way you were raised. We all want to do that, but times have changed so much; it just doesn't allow it. Um, so, how you balance that? You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of information out there that people can share. And that's, you know, I kind of want to have that open dialogue with the listeners that I reach out to, you know, share some of their ideas. Because, man, I certainly don't know it all, uh, especially as a parent, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is a working document for sure. Like, oh, it yeah. changes every day. So, and then I have, like I mentioned, three-year-old twins, um, boy-girl twin. And, you know, it looks like, especially the boy, he's all about, like, just this morning, he overheard his mother and I talking about fishing. And it was by no means were we going fishing today, but he was like, are we going fishing today? And he had this look on his face like, let's go. You know, <laughs> so crazy how you can have three children under the same roof. Uh, obviously, you know, me as a parent and all three of them have different perspectives or, you know, different interest levels in the outdoors. So, that's going to be a big focus. Um, the food component, you know, I've said this a lot of times, even though you don't like to hunt or fish or do things outdoorsy, there's not a lot of people that don't like to eat. <laughs> no. And so, um, you know, it doesn't have to be wild game, but, you know, if you get around a group of people and you have some good wild game uh, or good food in general, they'll most likely try it. You know, if it's not wild game, that's fine. But if they're in that same circle, and I have experienced this where people are very turned off by wild game because of the killing aspect, but they'll eat, you know, beef or they'll eat pork, you know, which, okay, so it's okay to kill the cow, but it's not okay to kill the deer. And then it's funny because some people don't draw those con- like wait a minute yeah they're not drawing a line from uh, their their line is that burger that they're eating came from a plastic package in yeah. the grocery store you know they're, they're not drawing that parallel well, in, in, in in their defense i don't think they ever thought about it well, and in most of them they don't want to think about it right yeah, yeah. I, I mean 
I guess so. But when you point it out, they're like, well, well, yeah, wait a minute. This is okay, you know. So I've had I've seen that happen. Like I've seen eyebrows raised uh, in amongst, you know, mixed company about, well, you like that hamburger, right? Yeah. Well, that cow was living at one point. You know, you just had somebody else shoot it for you type right. of deal. And, uh, you know, even may that may be like a little off color, you know, th- there's definitely a way to, <coughs> I guess, portray that in a better light. But the food component, I think, is I call it the gateway drug to hunting. Like, you can uh, make some really good food and almost make anybody a believer. Yeah, and, and good food, I think, is the key there. Uh, because I know a lot of people that say, ah, I don't like venison. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, okay, let me make it for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and that's you know, to sort of play off what you said about being fortunate, you know, that you have drawn to this point of a pretty good career out of the outdoors and stuff. I mean, while I'm not directly involved in that, I mean, the outdoors have still shaped what I do, right? So I grew up eating a lot of venison, and my dad and my grandfather was cooking it, and, and now, you know, I teach culinary classes, and I'm big on making that venison taste as good as possible. And sometimes it's highlighting the flavors of venison. Sometimes it's hiding it to get someone used to it. it yeah, and that's that's a good point. Um, there's a lot of people, their minds are already made up. Yep. I've, I've learned this. Um, my neighbor, actually, she doesn't like venison, and she knows, like, especially in the summertime, we do a lot of cooking over here. My friends, are you know, they cook. My brother-in-law is an executive chef. So we eat a lot and drink some, too. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> She always is hesitant, like, oh, I know this is probably some sort of wild game, you know. Not that she's – her dad's a big hunter, mm-hmm. and she has no problem with hunting. She just would rather not eat it. So the really cool thing is uh, we go fishing as well, and she loves walleye, right? So Well, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> love walleye? And, I mean, her husband and uh, brother and, you know, a couple of their friends went, I think, two or three times this summer. I just came back from a walleye trip with my son a couple weeks ago, and she's all about the walleye. So that kind of, you know, the light bulb went off. It doesn't always have to be deer. You no, know, it doesn't have right. to be bear. It doesn't have to be elk. It could be walleye. It could be trout. It could be, you know, pick you know, pick yeah. your poison type of deal. Uh, and my wife is a prime example of this. Uh, you know, she didn't grow up in a hunting family. Uh, very suburban lifestyle. And, you know, basically the only venison that, that I'll make that she's, and she's tried some various recipes I've done, but the only thing she likes is tacos. And that's not... It, she still craves a beef taco you know, yeah. from time to time. But I was fortunate enough two seasons ago to get spring turkey. Yeah. And I smoked one of the breasts, and she really liked it. And then I made turkey nuggets with, with the other half of the breast, and she really liked that. So it's, you know, while deer hunting and venison is like the big thing when it comes to hunting the hunting industry, I mean, that's really what drives hunting. Um, you know, wild game it's not just pigeonholed in that one thing there's so many other things out there that you can eat that people might still like right and and yes i mean in the food like i mentioned who doesn't like to eat you know i mean you know you just end it there right like i love watching the cooking channel me too yeah me too yeah like it's so it's really neat and i think if uh you can kind of bring that together and kind of my plan is with a lot of pictures and video follow, you know, on social media to build like a platform where hopefully that the podcast isn't just for the hunters. I want it to be for the hunters, wives, the families, even the kids at some point, you know, um, j- 
just portrayed in a little different light, if you will. And also to keep it fun. I, you know, at the end of the day, I, we can't be too serious about anything in life anymore with everything that's going on. So let's laugh. Let's have fun. I am not an expert at anything. So I'm not going to portray myself as one. So everything I say or do will be, you know, take it with a grain of salt, if you will. <laughs> I'm really glad to do this. I'm ex- exciting part of my life, I guess. Um, it's a new beginnings for me. So, you know, reach out. I, I want to be engaging. Um, <coughs> you'll be able to find me on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of social media posts because that seems to be the thing to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we do these that's days. That's what we do these days. <laughs> so, hopefully we gain some listeners from it and we start maybe changing a little bit of perspective. I hope so. That yeah. I mean, that's that's our goal. Right. Serve the wild, you know, try to get information out there and educate and try to change some hearts and minds and get people interested, if nothing else. Yeah, and, you know, it's not going to be all about, hey, how how you've been doing is wrong. You know, we're no. going to have some fun with it, too. No. I'm going to, in hunting season, we're going to talk about hunting. In fishing season, we're going to talk about fishing. When we're cooking, we're going to talk about cooking. You know, I mean, I have some... Uh, some really good guests lined up, I think. Hopefully they all come through. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. All right, man.